Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The year is 2026, and the eyes of the nation have turned to the 2022 World Cup champion U.S. men's national team as they look to defend their World Cup crown in front of their home crowd in 2026. Now, dual managers Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp will have their work cut out for them in picking a U.S. men's national team roster out of a player pool that has World Cup experience, World Cup qualifying experience, players that are playing at the best clubs in the world, and players that are entering their prime. One thing is for sure, three-time Ballon d'Or winner Christian Pulisic is definitely going to be on that roster. Who's going to be accompanying him? That's what we're going to try to figure out in this video. Honestly, who the hell knows? What we're going to do is take a look at sort of the, the, the player pool as it is right now, at least the players that were involved in the national team uh, throughout the World Cup qualifying cycle, and kind of add four years and take a look at what this team is actually going to look like come 2026. I, I think it's really exciting. Now, we know that a lot can change between now and then, but just looking at what we have now and adding four years, it's going to be a lot of fun. All that more on this episode of Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is the Yank Report, the show where we talk about the U.S. men's national team. If you're into that, hit subscribe, hit the like button, do all that good stuff. Let's jump right into the video with the goalkeepers. But before we do that, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the latest odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your your mobile device to join or use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts so a common theme that you're going to see throughout this video is that we're not going to need to look very far to find players who are going to be eligible for the 2026 world cup the majority of our roster is going to be entering their prime as we get there and as we look at the goalkeeping group that's kind of what we see. Now, we know that goalkeepers enter their prime later on in their career than a lot of other players. So turning 29 or 30 isn't necessarily a bad thing for a goalkeeper. You're kind of just getting started for the best years of your career. And with that being said, I mean, if you look at the three guys who are on the roster right now, and Zach Steffen, Matt Turner, and Ethan Horvath, Zach Steffen is going to be 31 years old, Matt Turner is going to be 31 years old, and Ethan Horvath is going to be 30 years old. Now, I know that may sound old in the context of the current U.S. men's national team, but if you look at the Mexican national team right now, I think that I, I think that any one of those goalkeepers would be the youngest on the current Mexican national team roster right now. Most of those guys are like 36, 35. Uh, so a 31-year-old, a 31-year-old, and a 30-year-old would be really interesting. And consider, I mean, as of right now, um, Ethan Horvath is playing in the in the second division in England, while on the other hand, Matt Turner and Zach Steffen. Uh, Zach Steffen will have been playing in England for a few years now for Manchester City, and Matt Turner is arriving at Arsenal uh, pretty soon. Uh, so these are players that are going to have a lot of Premier League experience. Maybe they won't have gotten first-team minutes by then. Hopefully they will have established themselves at a club and be the first-team keeper for a club somewhere, uh, hopefully in the Premier League or at least a league of that caliber. Uh, but But things are looking very good for the goalkeeping core for the future uh, for the U.S. men's national team in 2026. Now, should one of those guys fall off, there are a couple of guys that are out there that could potentially um, 
potentially fill in for their shoes. I think Gaga Salonina is the one that everybody's going to be talking about. Gaga will be 22 years old in 2026. And I think it's worth mentioning right here that, look, I didn't go look at the exact date of the World Cup and see how old these players are actually going to be. I just added four years to how old they are right now. So these are like approximate ages. Maybe they're going to be a little bit older, a little bit younger, kind of depending on where their birthdays fall. But I'm just adding four years from today. Uh, So Gaga Salonina is going to be 22 years old which honestly is still just an infant in a goalkeeper's career. And I think that really goes to show just how young and and how talented and how exciting Gaga Salonina is, is that even in four years, he'll still be a remarkably young keeper. The same can be said for Chituru Adunze, and I'm sorry if I pronounced his name wrong. This is a name I haven't heard pronounced a whole lot, but uh, he's been involved in the U.S. Men's National Team a few times this year. He'll be 23 years old in four years. And then JT Marcinkowski is another goalkeeper who's kind of been around the program a little bit here and there. He'll be 29 years old uh, in, in 2006. So he'll be also entering the prime of his career as a goalkeeper. And, you know, I know JT Marcinkowski is not the household name right now, but we've seen a lot of keepers come a long way in four years, and I'm not going to write anybody off at this point. Let's move on to the right backs. And in the right backs, I did leave off DeAndre Yedlin. I think DeAndre Yedlin will kind of be aged out at that point. I think at this point, he's kind of barely hanging on as it is. Uh, within the right back depth chart. So he's out. So what we have here is Serginho Dest, Joe Scally, and Reggie Cannon. Now, Serginho Dest has accomplished so much in his young career that it's pretty incredible to look at how old he actually is. But in four years, Serginho Dest is going to be 25 years old, which is sort of hitting that prime for a right back. Uh, I think right back is one of those positions where athleticism is super important. So their prime is a little bit earlier maybe than some other players. Uh, But at 25 years old, I mean, considering uh, that this player has already played at Ajax and he's played at Barcelona, uh, we don't know. There's a lot of speculation always surrounding Serginho Dest, so he could end up at a few different clubs between now and 2026. But just considering the amount of professional experience he's already had, considering the impact he's had on the U.S. Men's National Team already, I mean, you're looking at potentially one of the very best right backs in the world come 2026, and that's very exciting. Now, Joe Scally, he'll be 23 in 2026. That's how young Joe Scally is right now. He's 19 years old, and he's already getting Bundesliga experience. Uh, kind of an up-and-down season for Joe Scally where he got a lot of minutes early on, and then a lot of play, or some of the players that he was replacing came back into the squad. So he didn't get as many minutes later on in the season, but he still acquitted himself very well, which is incredible for a 19-year-old uh, joining the Bundesliga for the first time in his career, kind of being thrown right into the mix. Four years on Joe Scally is a really exciting prospect. And then last but not least, I included Reggie Cannon. Now, Reggie Cannon, he seems like an older player. He seems like he's one of the older ones in the bunch, but he's not that old comparatively. And in four years, he'll be 27 years old, which I think is really entering the prime. Uh, So for Reggie Cannon, who's an interesting player, because right now he's actually playing like a right center back in a three-man back line for his uh, club team, Boa Vista. Uh, So maybe as more teams kind of employ that... um, that three-man back line and, and Reggie Cannon sort of playing that sort of Espilicueta position where it's a it's a right back that's kind of converted to a center back who's really good on the ball and, and you know can can move and, and, and play a little bit. Maybe that's a position that he grows into. Maybe that's sort of the future, the next wave of soccer, and, and he's that guy that can carry that on for the U.S. Or maybe some of the other players like Destin Scally and maybe players that we don't even know about yet pass him up. But Reggie Cannon is definitely going to be in that age group where he can definitely be a part of this U.S. men's national team heading into the 2026 World Cup. 
Now let's move to left back. And at left back, of course, we have the incumbent, Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson is one of the older players on the current squad right now at 24 years old. But that's still not very old. In four years, in 2026, he is going to be 28 years old. Now, one thing about Anthony Robinson is his game does rely tremendously on his athleticism. I know that 28 years old is kind of approaching uh, the peak of an athlete's career uh, as far as like athletic output um, of the human body. So I think that'll be right prime for Anthony Robinson. Uh, but we don't know. Sometimes athletes break down earlier than that. We'll, we'll kind of see what Anthony Robinson, uh, but he'll still be very much in the mix for the U.S. Men's National Team for the next four years. George Bello has been um, called up to the U.S. Men's National Team throughout World Cup qualifying. Uh, in, in four years, George Bello is going to be 24 years old. He's 20 years old right now. So I know that we're kind of hard on him right now for some of his performances uh, for Armenia Bielenfeld in the Bundesliga this season and maybe some of his performances for Atlanta United and for the National team but he's still so remarkably young and he still has so much career ahead of him so considering his age right now and the experience that he's getting at, at club level right now uh, I'm really excited to see what George Bello could be in four years and then there's the two true youngsters in the mix. That's Kevin Paredes and Jonathan Gomez. Now, Paredes is 20, will be 23 years old in 2026, and Jonathan Gomez will be 22 years old in, in 2026. So they'll both still be pretty young, relatively speaking, uh, as national team players, and they'll still have some veterans ahead of them with, with a lot more experience. But at the same time, I, I know a lot of people, myself included, are very excited about these guys. I particularly really enjoyed watching Kevin Paredes for DC United. He's one of my favorite players. He didn't get much of a run out for Wolfsburg this season. I, I don't know if that's something that we should really be worried about at all, considering his age. He's so young, and, and that's a big step up for a player. I think the only issue is that we have this World Cup in a few months, and a lot of people wanted to see if he could potentially be that backup left back heading to Qatar. Uh, but without that kind of arbitrary, well, it's not arbitrary, but without that kind of uh, time limitation, and, and if we're being um, a, a little bit more forward thinking uh, about Kevin Paredes, I think he's right where he needs to be. And, and with this offseason in Germany and, and maybe in like a, a year or two, kind of he has a lot of time to grow into the player uh, that he he can show he showed in MLS that he could potentially be. So I'm really excited about him. Uh, I know Jonathan Gomez is a player that a lot of fans are really excited about. And in four years, he's still just going to be 22 years old. In four years, he's still going to be a remarkably young player. So we'll see what the next four years have in store for him. I know that he was in the uh, for a second team in Spain this year and didn't really get an opportunity to play for uh, the first team over at Real Sociedad. So we'll see if he, in the next four years, I'm sure that he's going to get senior team minutes and he's going to be able to start that career. And maybe he's that next player that has this exciting leap forward and is this player that we're clamoring for. Uh, but even in four years, he'll still just be 22 years old. Now, in the center back position, I kind of had to be harsh because we have a few center backs right now that are like 28, 27, 29, uh, ages like that. And in four years, whenever they're 33, 32, 34, whatever, they still potentially could be in the mix as center back. Uh, but I'm kind of thinking that, you know, this video is more geared towards the younger players anyway. And, and maybe those players have broken down and considering Greg wants athletic center backs, maybe they're a little bit past their prime athletically and they can't be in the mix. I, I don't know. So I kind of just excluded Walker Zimmerman and uh, Aaron Long and John Brooks from the mix. But what I do have is basically the center backs that we have right now. Chris Richards, Justin Shea, Mark McKenzie, Miles Robinson, Cameron Carter Vickers, and Eric Palmer Brown. 
Now, Chris Richards is a player that I'm very excited about. I love what I see from him already, and he's super young. And in four years, he's still going to be very young for a center back. He's going to be 26 years old in four years, which isn't even entering the prime for a center back. I think center backs kind of hit their prime a little bit later in their careers uh, compared to maybe some more offensive players. Uh, So he'll still have a little bit of ways to go. He'll still be a little bit green, but potentially will have had like six years of Bundesliga experience under his belt, Uh, potentially will have had a World Cup under his belt. He certainly has had World Cup qualifying minutes under his belt. So to see four more years out of Chris Richards is an is, is a really exciting prospect. I have Justin Shea in the mix as well, and I, I know that might be a little bit of a reach, uh, but Justin Shea is going to be 22 years old in 2026. So even in four years from now, Justin Shea might be too young to enter the mix considering some of the other uh, center backs that he, he'll, he'll be competing for the job with. Uh, but that just goes to show how young he is. Now, uh, he got the move to Hoffenheim this season, uh, didn't really get many minutes uh, for the first team, uh, but it's still... Exciting just considering um, how much hype has been around this player, uh, how many teams are in for him, and the fact that he got the move so young, uh, and and just what this player can be in in a few years is really exciting. I mean, if you consider that Chris Richards is 22 years old right now, and he's a starting Bundesliga center back, there's no reason that Justin Shea can't do the same thing uh, with a very similar kind of career path. Uh, for the both of those players. Now, Mark McKenzie is a player that kind of got run early in World Cup qualifying and the Nations League window whenever the U.S. played Honduras and Mexico way back in the summer, uh, but it seemed to have fallen off a bit. Uh, he, his club situation is not that great where he's at. He's kind of still fighting for minutes, uh, but consider that he's 23 years old, which means in 2026, he'll be 27 years old. And, and Mark McKenzie is an athletic center back. Um, he, he's a, I think he's like a thinking man center back, and he's good with the ball at his feet. So four years from now, Mark McKenzie could be, uh, he, he, there's no reason why he can't have a meteoric rise uh, considering uh, the, the abilities that he has currently. I remember whenever he came out uh, of Philadelphia and went um, over to Gank, he was a center back that people had at like the top of the depth chart. Um, at the center back position. They rated him much higher than somebody like Miles Robinson. Uh, A lot of people thought that he was going to be the understudy uh, at left center back behind John Brooks throughout World Cup qualifying. It didn't end up that way, but that talent and ability is still in uh, Mark McKenzie, and there's no reason why he cannot have a meteoric rise as a center back in the next four years. Speaking of Miles Robinson, Miles Robinson will only be 29 years old four years from now. Uh, which is very exciting. He's another one of those players who's kind of sneaky younger than you probably think he is. Uh, At at 25 years old, he's one of the older players on the U.S. Men's National Team right now, but that's relatively speaking. In in the world soccer uh, world, he's still a fairly young center back, and at 29 years old, he'll be kind of entering his prime. Now, one thing about Miles Robinson is he's not a a wonderful distributor of the ball at the level of someone, say, John Brooks or or even like Chris Richards or somebody like that. And I kind of think that in four years from now, uh, with the players that we have in the pool, the U.S. is going to be looking for more ball-playing center backs in four years than than ever before. So I wonder if Miles Robinson will still have a spot in the group. Uh, However, we've seen throughout World Qualifying that he's such a solid defender, uh, so good at one-on-one defending, uh, so much athleticism, so fast, so good in the air, uh, just, just a dominant center back that it's, it's hard to say that he won't be in the mix. Uh, you can't rule him out, and he'll only be 29 years old, which is sort of hitting that prime for a center back. And right behind Miles Robinson at 29 years old will be Cameron Carter-Vickers and Eric Palmer-Brown, 
both at 28. And, and these are two players, I, I know a lot of people are excited about Cameron Carter-Vickers, myself as well. I'm really excited to see what he can do in the June window. He's one of those players that could absolutely play himself into the World Cup squad. And I, I wonder if EPB is not too far behind him. EPB hasn't been as heralded uh, throughout the season as, as Cameron Carter-Vickers, but he, EPB is one of those players that early on in his career, especially in his youth career, um, he was one of the most hyped up and talked about center backs um, a player that a lot of people thought was going to be uh, potentially fighting for a 2022 World Cup center back role, uh, let's say four years ago, whenever he was still a, a youth prospect. So if we add four years to Eric Palmer Brown at 28 years old, I mean, that's an exciting center back prospect. Uh, same could be said for Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers is a player that I think four more, considering his athletic ability, I mean, four more years of just learning the game and learning where he needs to be, uh, adding that element to his already tremendous dominant athletic ability as a center back. I mean, what an asset he's going to be at 28 years old, uh, potentially ends up in the, in the premier league this year. I know that Celtic won him back, but there's some other teams in the mix that that are looking to sign him over in the premier league. Uh, so who knows what Cameron Carter Vickers will be in four years, but I can tell you, I mean, that's a pretty exciting and impressive center back core. If we project forward and assume that all these players, I know it's a false assumption, but assume that all these players are going to have a similar trajectory as, as what they're on right now in the next four years. That, that's exciting. Let's move over to defensive midfielder. Throughout the World Cup qualifying cycle, there's really only been two defensive midfielders of note for the U.S. men's national team. Kellen Acosta and Tyler Adams, and I'll be happy to report that both those players are going to be in the mix for World Cup spots uh, in 2026. Tyler Adams is going to be 27 years old. I think that'll be entering his prime uh, as a defensive midfielder. Uh, Tyler Adams is such a cerebral player already, so I'm really excited to see what four years adds to uh, his understanding of the game. I think about a guy like maybe like Xavi Alonso, who I, I realize that Tyler Adams is not Xavi Alonso, but... Uh, a very cerebral player and just seemed to, as he got older, even though he lost a lot of his athleticism, he still found ways to be uh, a super important player at some of the best teams of, of, of his era uh, because of, of, of his understanding of the game. And I know Tyler Adams and Xavi Alonso have very different games, but I think it's going to be a similar situation where as Tyler Adams ages, his 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 understanding of the game and, and his 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 soccer IQ are just going to progress to the point where he's just an absolute menace. Even if his athletic ability starts to slip, which of course it will as time goes on, uh, but at 27 years old, he'll be absolutely in his prime. Now, Kellen Acosta will be 30. I included him in, in this list because I just felt like we've been writing off Kellen Acosta for so long, and he's been proving us wrong that who knows, he might be the guy uh, in, in in four years again. At 30 years old, he'll he'll still have some prime left. We'll see. So Certain players kind of 30 affects them differently, uh, so we'll see what happens with Kellen Acosta, but he could absolutely still be in the mix. Now, one player I'm really excited about is Jean-Luc Abusio. Uh, Jean-Luc Abusio is 19 years old right now. In four years, he's going to be 23 years old. I'm really excited to see what four years does for Jean-Luc Abusio. I feel like um, I feel like he he we're like in this World Cup cycle, we're picking a fruit that's not quite ripe. Yet, and I feel like he's going to need a little bit more time to reach that player 
uh, that that he potentially could be that player that just controls a game and, and, and could just be that quarterback on the field uh, for any midfield that he's in. I think that physically he's not quite up for it yet, and and maybe his soccer IQ isn't uh, where it's going to be four years from now. But I do think that four years in 2026, Jean-Luc Abusio could absolutely be like the starting defensive midfielder and, and be the uh, the engine of this team, be the brain of this team. And, and the U.S. men's national team will look very differently because Jean-Luc Abusio is at the helm. Last but not least, James Sands got some minutes as in the defensive midfield. He kind of switched between a center back and a defensive midfielder uh, sort of off and on throughout the last few years for the national team. He'll be 25 years old. Now, I know James Sands isn't one of the more heralded names on this list. He's not one of the more exciting prospects, but... I mean, he did just get a loan move over to Rangers in Scotland, and he was able to get a few minutes here and there for that club. Uh, so it's not like he's an absolute scrub of a player. And, and four years from now, considering his versatility and kind of where the game is going, uh, who knows where he could be? He's only going to be 25 years old in four years. So he'll be sort of uh, entering that prime age as a player and, and kind of um, figuring it out as a soccer player. And maybe he's he's the guy that's uh, a, a no doubt for the U.S. men's national team. As we move up to the attacking midfielders, I think things are going to get more and more exciting. Uh, so we have the three guys who represent really the core of the advanced midfielders for the U.S. men's national team right now. And that's Wes McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Luca De La Torre. So Wes McKinney is 23 years old right now. So that means in four years, he will be 27 years old. And he'll be a 27-year-old that has been playing top flight soccer for a long time. I mean, he was very young, kind of running the show for Schalke, being that utility player playing every position from center back all the way to striker in some occasions over there. And then he gets to move to uh, Juventus and has two seasons there where he's uh, kind of integral f- for the team. There's a lot of um, of discussion that Wes McKinney could be on the move for Juventus this summer. Uh, I, I don't really know. All that I, all I know is he's been absolutely tremendous uh, throughout World Cup qualifying for the U.S., and it looks like the next four years are going to be uh, Weston McKinney playing at a very high level, and a 27-year-old Weston McKinney, I mean, are you kidding? Are you not completely excited for that prospect of that player? I mean, considering how good he is right now, what he's going to be, whatever, he's 27 years old, are you serious? Now, moving down the list, we have Eunice Musa. Eunice Musa is very young right now. He's 19 years old. So in four years, he's going to be 23 years old. Uh, Eunice Musa is a player that kind of hit the scene for the U.S. men's national team. It just immediately fit exactly what we were trying to do for uh, the national team. And it's just been uh, an absolute stalwart throughout World Cup qualifying. For his club team at Valencia, it hasn't exactly been the same. Uh, this year, he's kind of struggled to find minutes. And there's still that issue of him kind of playing right wing for his club, uh, but also kind of playing center mid, central midfield, uh, and kind of figuring out when he's going to move over. Um, so, so there's a lot of discussion around that for Yunus Musa. Not the best season in the world for Yunus Musa, but still, at 19 years old, I mean, the, the, the quality of player he is, the quality of team that he's playing with right now in the league that he's playing it in, uh, just remarkable. So adding four years to that player is a really exciting prospect. I mean, we've got another two, possibly three World Cups uh, of Yunus Musa ahead of us. So that's that's really exciting. Luca De La Torre is one of the old men of the bunch right now at 24 years old. So in four years, he's going to be 28 years old, absolutely entering his prime. Now, I don't really know what's going on with uh, Luca De La Torre's club future right now. His team did get relegated over in the Eredivisie, so maybe he stays with them. Maybe he gets a move elsewhere. 
Uh, who knows at the moment? Uh, but Luca De La Torre has come in and um, really solidified that midfield position for the U.S. Men's National Team. Where we were really trying to figure out who is going to be the third guy uh, whenever either Eunice Musa or Weston McKinney isn't able to go. And Luca De La Torre has definitely done that. So I think he'll be in the mix at 28 years old for the 2026 World Cup. But there will be some youngsters nipping at his heels. So I took a lot of liberty in this position group. And remember, like I said, I'm only including players that have been in the national team picture, at least in the last uh, two years. Uh, so there's some players out there who haven't gotten call-ups or anything like that that definitely could be in the mix. But I kind of had to draw a line somewhere, so that's where I drew it. But I did include three players. I have Gio Reyna, I have Caden Clark, and I have Malik Tillman. So on this list, I'm moving Gio Reyna from the winger to a center midfield position. I feel like as he gets older at his club, he's going to move towards that direction of the field. Uh, Maybe that's uh, a bit presumptive on my part, but who knows? This is fun anyway. But anyway, in four years... Gio Reyna is going to be 23 years old. So in four years, Gio Reyna is going to be the same age that Christian Pulisic is right now, which sounds old considering Gio Reyna is a teenager right now, but in reality is not that old. So he'll still be a very young, exciting player uh, at 23 years old in 2026. And I mean, considering what we've gotten from Gio Reyna already, not just for the national team, but at the club level, uh, it's just absolutely I mean, it's phenomenal. So I'm really excited what the next four years have in store uh, for Gio Reyna. Caden uh, Clark is going to be 22 years old in four years. Caden I, I, Clark is a bit of a leap, maybe, considering some of the other players that I have on this list are a little bit more established with the national team. But Caden Clark uh, did get an invite over to the January camp, so I, I did consider that uh, as, as part of his... Um, as the reason for his inclusion, even though he, I don't think he took part in that because of a surgery or something like. I don't remember all the details, but anyway, we know that Caden Clark had the the uh, the sale over to RB Leipzig and then the loan back uh, over the New York Red Bulls. But this season, uh, at least at the start, has not been very involved for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, so it's kind of been a setback in in um, the trajectory for Caden uh, Clark. Uh, a lot of us were hoping that this would be Caden Clark's just absolute explosion as one of the top players in MLS. We haven't seen that so far, but the player still has a, a, an incredible ability. Um, the, the ability that was so good that at, what, 17, 16 years old, RB Leipzig came through and said, you know what, you're, you're coming with us. Uh, we're going to get you out of this club situation over in MLS. So uh, I think the sky's the limit for Caden Clark. I think he could absolutely have, have a meteoric rise and just be a phenomenal midfielder for the U.S. Uh, in four years' time. And I'm also including Malik Tillman, which I think everything that I said for Caden Clark can also be said for Malik Tillman. Uh, in four years, Tillman is going to be 23 years old. Uh, currently, he is with Bayern Munich. He started his career at Gerda Firth, uh, was a phenomenal youth prospect over there, so much so that uh, Bayern Munich wanted to bring him through. Uh, so currently he is there. He's gotten a few senior team minutes for Bayern Munich, but I wouldn't read too much into that. It's kind of clean up time, essentially, uh, in games that didn't have a lot of importance. But uh, he's 19 years old. He's currently having a look uh, with the U.S. men's national team in the June window. Uh, so I think he's one of those prospects that... Boy, he he could either kind of, I hate to kind of throw a player under the bus, but he could either be like a Julian Green type of situation or he can be a Gio Reyna type of situation. We don't really know uh, which direction he's going to go, but just with the ability that he's had, and if you read what the scouts have to say about him, you can't help but be excited with the potential of this kid. And in 2026, at 23 years old, I mean, 
I mean, come on, man. Gio Arena, Malik Tillman, Caden Clark, Luca Della Torre at 28 years old, Eunice Musa, uh, what is he going to be, 23 years old, Weston McKinney at 27. I mean, come on. That is exciting. Let's move up to the wings, and I could basically take the uh, the wing depth chart from the U.S. Men's National Team right now and move it four years forward, but you already know that I put Gio Arena at midfield, so that means I got to bring somebody into the winger position. And I brought in Conrad De La Fuente. He's going to join Christian Pulisic, Tim Weah, and Brendan Aronson. And their ages, respectively, are going to be Christian Pulisic at 27 years old in four years. Conrad De La Fuente at 24 years old. Brendan Aronson will be 25. And Tim Weah will be 26. And it's this is pretty remarkable because... Of these guys, I think only Christian Pulisic will be really kind of at the prime of his career. Maybe Tim Weah at 26, you can consider that uh, entering the prime years. Uh, but that's that's absolutely remarkable that even like Brendan Aronson is only going to be 25 years old. And Brendan Aronson, who I think is the most unheralded winger of the big four wingers that we have, is, is rumored to be uh, finalizing a $30 million transfer over to Leeds, which is absolutely incredible. Hey guys, future Sam here. He did get that transfer over to Leeds. I think that would make him the second biggest transfer in the history of the national team. Uh, that That's just absolutely remarkable for a player that isn't even a starter for the U.S. men's national team if everybody's healthy. Now, Christian Pulisic, we've seen what he's done already. I mean, just bursting onto the scene at 17 years old, starting for Borussia Dortmund, getting a massive transfer over to Chelsea and coming into Chelsea. And I know that as a U.S. Men's National Team fan, we look at Christian's tenure at Chelsea and we're frustrated that he's not an every game player. And we're kind of frustrated with some of the treatment and things like that. But really, guys, I mean, he came into a squad um, that, that had some that had some really good players that had Mason Mount and Willian and, and Christian Pulisic kind of forced his way into that group. And then the next year, whenever the manager changes over and they bring in a lot of big time players, they bring in Hakeem Ziyech and they bring in, they bring in Timo Werner and, and, and they bring in Kai Havertz. Christian still forces his way into the group, becomes a big part of that club that went on to win a champions league, becoming the first American male to win a champions league I don't know. There's a lot of caveats there. Like first American male wins a Champions League that's actually participating or whatever it is. It's a remarkable achievement for an American player. And he's done so much. Uh, I mean, even throughout this World Cup, uh, this World Cup qualifying cycle, a lot of us look down on it as like Christian didn't rise to his full potential throughout World Cup qualifying, but he still finished as the team's leading scorer. And he still came up so big whenever the team needed him the most. Uh, so I think Christian Pulisic is just a remarkable player. And considering considering what he is right now at 23 and what he can be at 27 is just incredibly exciting. Let's move on down the list to Conrad De La Fuente. He's 20 years old right now. He's a very exciting player. He kind of got some some minutes early on for Marseille, uh, but throughout the season kind of lost his spot in that group. He's a player that uh, is tremendous on the ball and, and getting past people, getting to the end line, kind of lacks a lot in the final third. But this is a player in his first year as a professional. And if we project that four years forward, I mean, it is really exciting that in the starting blocks, we have this 20-year-old who's playing for Marseille in the first division of the French League, and he's not even getting call-ups to the group for the national team uh, because the, the group is so strong at this point. Uh, that's an exciting prospect. And we'll finish off with Tim Weah. Tim Weah is going to be 26 years old in four years. I think Tim Weah had had a decent season for Lille. It wasn't quite the season that a lot of us were hoping for. A lot of us were hoping that he would become one of the, the top 
scorers and uh, one of the the best players for Lille and, and get you know be heralded as one of the next big prospects coming out of France. Didn't quite work out like that. It took him to the end of the season to really start scoring goals. But for the national team, uh, for a national team that was missing Gio Reyna throughout qualifying and, and Christian Pulisic not really kind of carrying the weight that we thought he would uh, of the offense, Tim Weyer really stepped up and was the U.S.'s most effective winger throughout World Cup qualifying. Uh, and, and there's no reason for us to expect that that's going to be any different four years from now. So uh, Tim Weyer is a player that I think really, in, in by the time he's uh, 26 years old in four years, could be playing at one of these massive clubs, just like Christian Pulisic, could be in the mix looking at Champions League titles and whatnot. He's got that kind of ability. And last but not least, we move to the striker position. The striker position has been a thorn in the side of the U.S. men's national team for a long time. Just about ever since uh, Josie Altidore started getting injured uh, has this been an issue for the U.S. men's national team. Uh In four years, I think we're going to be looking at a much different situation. If we look at the current strikers in the mix, let's see, Jesus Ferreira and Ricardo Pepe. Jesus Ferreira is, uh, what is he, 21 years old right now? So in four years, he will be 25 years old, which is still kind of on the young side for a striker, kind of entering the prime of his career. Uh, Very exciting there for a player that is absolutely lighting MLS on fire right now and has kind of established himself, at least in this moment, as a top striker for the U.S. Men's National Team. Ricardo Pepe, the player that had the big transfer to Augsburg, the player uh, that people think is just has so much uh, excitement ahead of him. Uh, he is 19 years old right now, so he will be 23 years old uh, whenever we get to 2026. So at 23, he'll still be a very young player uh, in, in the world game and still will have a whole lot of soccer ahead of him. There's We could get a few World Cups out of Ricardo Pepe at this point. Moving down the list, I think Josh Sargent is a really interesting player to look at. I mean, he's 22 years old right now, and a lot of people have kind of been down on Josh Sargent because of his his year at Norwich and his years at um, at Bremen. Uh, but considering, I mean, this is a player that's been playing at top flight soccer his whole career. Uh, he's already got like three or four years under his belt playing in the biggest leagues in the world. Um, And maybe if he stays with Norwich, whenever they go down, he'll have a year in the championship, and maybe that'll do him a lot of good. Maybe he gets a a move out of there. I don't see why he would. I think a championship is probably the best all told for Josh Sargent. But that all being said, strikers tend to not kind of come out the, the gates really hot as players. They don't tend to start taking over the world at 19 and 20 years old. Like guys like uh, Erling Holland are, are kind of um, are, are kind of unicorns in the world game. Usually players wait till they're like 24, 23, 25 as strikers to really announce themselves as like the next big prospect. Uh, so for a guy like Josh Sargent, who's going to be 26 in, in, in 2026, I mean, there's no reason why he can't figure it out. We already know his, his ability as a counter-pressing striker uh, his ability as a defensive striker, his work rate. Uh, so it's just a matter of figuring out the right positions to put the ball in the back of the net. He's going to have a hopefully a lot of opportunities to do that in the championship. So four years from now, we might be talking about a very different Josh Sargent. Other guys in the mix, Haji Wright, who is the currently a, a striker on the U.S. Men's National Team in the June window. He is 24 years old right now. In 2026, he will be 28 years old. Uh, There's rumors that um, he's going to be moving up to a bigger team in the Turkish league. I I think it was Galatasaray. That's the rumor of where he's going uh, because he's just had such a phenomenal season for for the club he's playing at right now. Uh, So who knows what it's going to be like for him in four years. I have a feeling that we're going to move on to some of the younger guys at that point. Uh, But you never know. He's still in the mix. 
And, and Daryl DK is a player that was supposed to be a big part of World Cup qualifying, but it's just been injured for so long. I mean, we forget he got that that move uh, out of MLS to the championship. Gosh, I that was it feels like it was years ago at this point. Uh, but he's been injured that whole time and it's sort of been an afterthought. But there was a moment in time there where Daryl DK was absolutely lights out. He was having a um he was having a season uh very similar to kind of what Haji Wright's doing right now, where just everything he hits is hitting the back of the net. Uh so Daryl DK, once he returns to health, He'll only be 25 in four years, so he'll certainly uh, still be uh, within the mix athletically and, and you know, adding four more years to that player, uh, four more years of experience, four more years of soccer IQ. Uh, who knows what we get from Daryl DK in four years. So that's my look at the player pool four years from now, what we could be seeing in 2026. Now, of course, of course, there's going to be players that no, neither you nor I have ever heard of they're going to be on the World Cup roster in 2026. There's going to be superstars that hit at 16 years old, 17 years old. There's going to be the next Ricardo Pepe. There's going to be the next Christian Pulisic, the next Gio Reyna. Uh, those players are sprouting up right and left. Uh, so obviously four years from now, this video is probably going to be absolutely ridiculous whenever we look back on it. But even if those players don't exist, even if those those phenomenal prospects that we know are being produced right and left um, in MLS and across Europe right now, if none of them come out, if you just take players that have been a part of the national team pool right now, it's still pretty exciting to see what the U.S. can be in four years. And I, I think it really puts into perspective just how young this group is. That even four years from now, when we get to the World Cup in 2026, we're still going to be one of the younger teams of the tournament. That's how young this group is right now. So it's absolutely remarkable how much talent has been produced in the last few years in the United States uh, and what could potentially be four years from now. Now, I'm not saying that we need to look past 2022. I still want to go out there and win the damn thing. I still think that uh, there, there's some phenomenal players right now uh, that could absolutely uh, make some noise in, in this World Cup. Uh, but... You can't help but look towards 2026 and think about what could be just based on what we have right now. So guys, that's my look at the 2026 roster for the U.S. Men's National Team. I'm curious, what do you think? Who are the guys that you think are going to be stars of the team in 2026? Who are the players that I didn't mention that you think are going to have a major impact uh, as the years move on? Uh, I'm really excited to see the comment section for this one. I know that we're going to go in all kinds of different directions. I know a lot of you were asking about the shirt that I wore in my last video. This is the cream version of that shirt. These are available in a bunch of different colors. I, I'm not going to quite announce everything yet that's kind of in store for you guys in the next few weeks, uh, but I'm really excited about this project. If you follow me on Instagram, you, you already got a sneak peek for those of you that actually <laughs> have looked me up and followed me on Instagram. Uh, but anyway, more news regarding the shirts is coming, I promise you. As always, si puede hablar español, dígame un comentario en español. If you want the Yank Report in podcast form, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button hit the like button if you really want to support the channel you can support me directly you be become a member of the channel shout out to my tier two members manuel adiveres mike irish chris matasa and matthew doyle uh, thank you guys so much for watching my name is sam and this is the yank report brought to you by bet online thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.